Our guest today is Musa Alderson-Clark and his film Killing Boris Johnson, a deep-rooted emotional live-action short film from the National Film and Television School and was the only UK film selected for the prestigious La Cenef at Cannes Film Festival 2023. Now, Killing Boris Johnson was conceived at the height of the pandemic and follows the inner turmoil of grieving Kaz, played by Shadrach Agazino, whose life has been turned upside down by the actions of Boris Johnson's government and under tough COVID restrictions that were in place. Now, the film, written and directed by recent NFTS graduate Musa Alderson-Clark in collaboration with a team of fellow graduates, including Solomon Golding, alumnus of the school's producing MA. Now, Killing Boris Johnson had its world premiere at Cannes Film Festival and was the only UK short screening from a total of over 2,000 submissions. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome film director Musa Alderson-Clark to discuss the powerful short film, Killing Boris Johnson, to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for that fantastic introduction as well. Well, you're very, very welcome. I was very impressed with the film, but I want to kind of start off with when did you fall in love with film and filmmaking? I think I've always really enjoyed film. I feel like it's it's such a powerful, you know, um, art form. Um, and I almost see it as like a language. So, and it's just something that I kind of inherently felt like I understood. Um, but I didn't realize I wanted to make films until um, I'd say my early 20s. Uh, I wasn't the kind of kid that was making films on Super 8 cameras, but um, I just kind of always had a deep appreciation. And I think I always underst understood it inherently. And then I kind of coupled, I kind of had ambition to do something. And then I realized that my love was film. So I decided to, to start really give it a go and start making films. Well, was there a particular film that ignited your passion? I wouldn't say there was one particular film. I, I feel like um, I can say there, there were a few moments that really kind of, um, you know, kind of made me realize what cinema could be. Um, there's a film called The Diving Bell, Bell and the Butterfly by um, Julian Schnabel, and it's based on the book. Um, and just the form in that film and the filmmaking is just so unique. And uh, it just has a way of kind of really going into your going into your bones. Um, and just watching that, I guess, was something that kind of really made me, it's just one moment. I think there's several moments, but that was one moment that I can kind of, kind of remember and just be like, where I kind of realized how powerful film filmmaking could be and make and cinema could be in general. Well, how did you end up at the National Film and Television School? I mean, is it a diff difficult school to get into? Yeah, so the National Film and Television School is quite a difficult school to get into. Um, I think it's, pro it's the most pre prestigious in um, the UK, for sure. And uh, I think it ranks amongst the top 10 um, globally as well. So it was, it was pretty difficult to get into. And I never kind of really thought I'd ever go to film school because my background was kind of, I just kind of felt like I'd kind of make it come up through the kind of guerrilla filmmaking school. But um, I think COVID started and I kind of had an opportunity to take stock. And I just thought it would be a great opportunity just to kind of be able to call on the experience of my tutors who've got like years and years of experience in the industry. And it was a really good choice because, you know, um, it's 
you know, a good mentor can really be uh, life changing in so many respects. And I met a lot of people there who kind of really helped me and kind of guided me and helped me to realize exactly what I wanted to say and how to say it. So it's basically helping you to fine tune your gifts, your talents and abilities in filmmaking. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like it's, um, I, I always had something to say as I was going into the school, but what I feel like I got was that they helped me to realize formally and, you know, the technical aspects of it, they, they partnered me with great collaborators and, um, I think it's a good opportunity for it's a good space for people to constantly be challenging how you work um, and that makes you better articulating how you want to you know what you want to say and how you want to say it and I think what that leads and I think every director essentially needs that to be able to um, you know really ef efficiently articulate why something is important or why they need something to be a certain way um, and I think the school definitely helped me to do that well and ladies and gentlemen, for all of you watching that are uh, beginning in the areas of filmmaking, directing, maybe even producing, take heed to what Moose's words are all about. Seek that extra education. Fine-tune your talent because you never know where it's going to lead you. Now, Musa, I want to ask you because all of us in America, you know, what was the COVID lockdowns like in the UK especially for filmmakers? Um, I, I feel like it was it was tough. I feel like um, the, the, maybe the, the first lockdown that we had was, it was all new and I kind of don't think we realized, because you're kind of in it, you don't realize what the impact is essentially. So, you know, I actually have kind of quite a few fond memories of the, the first lockdown, not fond, I wouldn't say, but like, um, uh, like, you know, I, there was a lot of walking, spending time kind of uh, in nature and like um, kind of have an opportunity to, to slow down and think about your ideas. Um, but then I think once the second lockdown came, it just made me realize, first of all, it was winter. So it was a lot darker, a lot colder and a lot more just difficult in general. And then it just made me really miss the kind of intimate, my intimate relationships and just being able to um, speak to people and, and be close to them and just having that freedom to kind of, um, yeah, just go and spend time with your loved ones. Cause yeah. 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 You know, what was the overall consensus of the people of the UK over Boris Johnson's party gate? I mean, we had the same problem here in America where every government official said, do what I say, but don't do as I do. And it created a lot of anger. Yeah, I feel like overall there's there's a, I, I mean, it's it's obviously it's unprecedented times for everyone, and and we were all going through a lot. Um, people were losing loved ones, um, you know, and not having the opportunity to to spend time with them, um, which is something I touch on in Killing Boris Johnson. But I feel like, um, yeah, generally. There was a there was a there was a kind of um, anger at the at, at some of the arrogance of our politicians, um, and almost a, a kind of a kind of hurt that the people that we kind of democratically voted in, um, well at least Boris Johnson was voted in um, after that 
you know, it was, that's another story. But uh, um, the fact that they would kind of shortchange us in that way and not really take seriously, you know, not take seriously the the situation at hand. Um, because I'm not, I'm, I've got a story where I've lost a loved one during COVID and didn't get time to spend with them. But there's so many of stories of this of the same nature as well. Um, and to experience that is quite, you know, disheartening in a way that that the people that are supposed to be looking out for us or the people that are supposed to be um, leading us kind of have a complete disregard for kind of what what we were going through. So that's kind of what I, I was feeling personally, but speaking to other people, they kind of relate to that sentiment as well. Yeah, even even here, we lost loved ones where we were not even allowed to go see them and say goodbye. And, you know, that that leaves an open wound, so to speak. Um, it prevents closure for a lot of family members, even friends who were not allowed to say goodbye. I mean, even my daughter broke her ankle and I wasn't even allowed to go in. I had to stand outside of the hospital in the parking lot. And and just kind of wait to see, you know, how all that was going to play out. So it, it's very frustrating. Now, with the script on Killing Boris Johnson, was this based on... Now, I know that it was based on pieces of true events based on what he did, but what about the uh, the area of, of what, uh, you know, the area of Kaz's life? So obviously Kaz is completely fictional in in every sense of the word, but there is a I'd say like there is a similarity in that I also lost my mum towards the uh, end of COVID lockdown. Um, yeah, and I didn't really get an opportunity to 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 be with her. So the 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 feeling it's like that aspect of Kaz I can really relate to. Um, Obviously, he goes on to kill Boris Johnson, and that's all fiction, complete fiction. But like, I can really relate to the kind of pain and the anger and the confusion, and um, trying to make sense and 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 understand your grief. Um, so that is definitely something I tapped into in my own personal life to help me write the character. Well, you know, sadly, many people, uh, as depicted in the film, you know, many people did take their own lives because of loneliness. Uh, being so isolated, a lot of people who really should have never been left alone, especially uh, our seniors and the elderly, they needed to be taken care of and they had to fend for themselves in many ways. Uh, so I can understand that what would actually drive someone to do what the character Kaz set out to do. I mean, we think about those things sometimes, we don't act on them, but we do have that internal anger. So what was his mindset and an action uh, a way for us that the viewers to get our anger, our grief out about losing loved ones uh, based on the lack of accountability of our government officials? Um, yeah, I feel like Kaz... Kaz um... Kaz, Kaz's feelings were very drastic, you know, um, he lost his mum in quite a, quite a shocking way. Suicide can often, you know, like be very shocking to people and uh, very confusing in a way, because you kind of, um, 
you know, like it feels like something that is more easily prevented sometimes, you know, that could be some of the kind of conflicting feelings of grief, you know, when you're kind of kind of trying to contend with with someone, a loved one committing suicide. So because his feelings were so drastic and it ultimately, this kind of links into COVID as well. He was isolated himself and he was alone a lot of the time. Um, he kind of felt like he had to do something drastic to, to match the feelings because, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's that level of helplessness at the fact that, you know, these government officials can just do, essentially can do what they want um, and not be held accountable. And because of that, Kaz essentially was coupled with the fact that he was grieving the loss of his mum, was very, um, wanted to, to do something that matched his pain, you know? Um, and I feel like maybe, you know, it's, yeah, I think that, that pain can be the cause of a lot of, you know, um, decisions and, you know, and, uh, and a lot of actions that people go through, you know? Um, well, yeah. you know, Shadrach's acting was excellent. I mean, it's an emotional, it's a powerful film um, for all of us, the whole world that have that went through COVID restrictions. You know, I think everybody has a little piece of them inside a CAS and all of us can really relate to all of the different emotions, uh, the anger, the grief, uh, the action that he wanted to carry out. Uh, for you writing this script, so it includes a possible assassination of a known government official. How was that plot of the film received? Um, I think, I mean, in, in developing it, like through the school and whatnot, they, they were not, I wouldn't say supportive, but they didn't kind of um, try and, uh, you know, um, stop me from exploring any themes that I wanted to. And, uh, as I say, I, I feel like with the film, it's, you know, like that is an extreme thing that Kaz, Kaz wants to do. And it's a, you know, it's an unfortunate thing, you know, and I, I don't wish violence on anyone in any way, shape or form. Um, but uh, I think when you, when you watch the film, you understand that it's coming from a place of humanity and pain. Um, and the idea of killing Boris Johnson is, is like so beyond, you know, the realm, the realm of possibility in a way um, that, you know, uh, it's kind of like he's, he's kind of going on this journey. He's lost all kind of, all kind of better judgment and he kind of heads on this journey without, without that. Um, so, yeah, I feel like uh, Kaz, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the, the title of the film, you know, that, you know, um, it's been made by people like people on the left that have kind of tried to, you know, like, like it's a, like it's a propaganda piece essentially, but I wouldn't actually consider myself on the left or the right. I'd actually consider myself more center. And, um, and this isn't anything to do with kind of like, anti-right politics or anti-conservative politics it's more an opportunity for us to 
to to try and understand what people went through and to mark this time in which is unprecedented in British history. And hopefully, what I hope is that it would. It's it's a tough watch, but I'm hoping that it would be. Sometimes it needs to be a tough watch so that you can start asking the tough questions of each other, and hopefully there can be more of a dialogue between both sides. Um, so that's my intention. Um, and so I, I agree. I, I agree, Musa, because when I watched the film, not one time did it ever come to my mind that this was a propaganda piece. Not at all. It was a film in which the emotion is something that Every single one of us can feel, we can relate to. There are times in our lives that something happens and we want revenge. We want that vengeance. Uh, sometimes if you take that action to actually carry it out, uh, you will pay the consequences for what happens. Um, and, But not one time did I ever think it, as a propaganda piece, but you know, with the title of the film, killing Boris Johnson, sure. You know, one side or the other is going to choose it and point a finger at it and try to make it a political piece. But I didn't see it being a political piece whatsoever. I saw it as a film that really based on, I would say technically based on true events, uh, a real government official, but it was, it was stunning. I mean, I mean to be selected to appear at Cannes Film Festival, you cannot discount that. So kudos to you. You did an excellent job. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, and and the, for the, thanks for the kind words on the film. Um, we put a lot of lot of work into it, um, and. You know, uh, a few people have watched it, and and going back to kind of what I was saying at the beginning is like, film is so powerful. Like it has the really has the potential to touch so many different people, and for me as a filmmaker, I, I just never want to take that lightly. And um, like if I get an opportunity to make a film, I want to make sure that I'm being honest and raw, and you know, hopefully can start any conversation or. Um, so for you to, to, to connect to the film means a lot to me as a filmmaker. So thank you. You're very welcome. And, you know, I, I loved Shadrach Agassino's acting. And one of my favorite things in certain films is watching an actor who is the focal point of the film. And the majority of the time he has to act by himself He's not feeding off another character in a scene. He has to pull everything out of himself to bring forth the message, the, the character, the emotion, uh, the plot line, all by himself. And Shadrach did this with such brilliancy. Uh, how did you cast him? Yeah, Shadrach's, Shadrach is a talent. He's a very talented um, actor, very intuitive and very sensitive as well um, to a character. How did we cast him? We had a casting director. And for me, it was important that he was of mixed heritage. Um, reason being is that I, I kind of, it's like, I, I know that world inherit, inherently, so it was just easier for me to direct that. Um, 
so yeah it was important and we did cut we did a lot of like tapes but a lot of the tapes we'd get back were kind of i feel like actors were kind of reading kaz as a bit more of a maniac and kind of distancing themselves from him and it was like they were kind of really playing up the humor of it in a way but shadrach's tape immediately i just saw that he really tapped into the humanity of 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 the the lead character and um was really i really understood that he I really saw that he understood that, you know, this this character is, is deeply hurting, you know. Um, and for me, that was just, it was just kind of like, you know, it's kind of you when you know, you know. Um, so we got him in and then he came in to read for it. And straight away, just to double check, you know, and just straight away, I just knew that he just, he, he understood what who the character was and also i think an important thing is finding someone that is as passionate as you as well like as a director right director you're always super passionate about the project and like when you find people that match your energy it's just a real it's a real blessing so for him to so for him to to firstly get the character inherently and i, I knew he understood it just from his tape and then see that he was so dedicated to really committing to the project it was just like gold and then he's talented as well so it was just perfect well he was i mean even from the very first scene he just grabbed that character and you knew you know when he talked about his um mother or grandmother that committed suicide because she was lonely during the pandemic during the lockdowns and you saw the the frustration the irritability the the anger and just trying to make sense of it all he i mean li, i mean it was an oscar performance in my book because you felt every fiber of his character and every emotion and you just can't get better than that now musa was the film did you have to did you have to film this during the pandemic and if so how did you get it done so it's a, it's actually a blur now, but I, I think, I think, no, I, I think it was towards the end of the pandemic. So I think, I don't think we went into another lockdown after our, our shoot, but there was still kind of COVID protocols in place. Um, but at this time, the, the vaccine had come out. So everyone was fully vaccinated. Um, and it was just more about if you you'd test for COVID and if you had COVID, then you wouldn't come to set. So yeah, it was, it was um it was after lockdown so it was so it was actually it was actually actually okay you know there was no kind of covid restrictions well how how was the film itself re received at at can yeah it was i i feel like it was really well received and um you know it was uh i had a good few people come up to me and and who really connected with the film and and said that you know, they were just happy to, they really connected to it in an emotional way. And for me, you know, if one person comes up to me and says that I'm, I'm over the moon, you know, because, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. But also there was a, there was a, someone from London from like a similar area to where I, I grew up in Cannes, just randomly, he just randomly just turned up and, uh, he came to see the film and then he was like, yeah, I'm so glad like, I really relate. Like he really like understood it and like, got 
felt like it was very true reflection of like where we're from as well. So um, that was also a very kind of heartwarming moment as well. Um, yeah, but mostly the film was really well received. People really enjoyed it. Well, what, uh, can the general public uh, see the film or, or, or are you still submitting this film to other film festivals? Yeah, so we're still, Can was its world premiere and um, we're, we're looking to, to get into a few other film, film festivals as well. Um, we're, we're talking to a few festivals at the moment to get a North American premiere. Um, and then, you know, we want to also do, uh, we want to do a big one in London as well. Um, and I would like people to, to come and see it in the cinema, but then as soon as that's done, I do want to get out online because I feel like it's a film that people kind of need to see. And I'm not, yeah, I, I, I feel like people would, can relate to it, whether they see it in a cinema or online or, you know, so, um, as soon as it's, I'd say from maybe about just over a year, it will be online. Yeah. Well, what is next for Musa Alderson Clark? So I want to, I, I, I want to, I'm developing some feature film ideas. So like longer form projects, um, kind of similar, like similar themes as killing Boris Johnson in a way, not, not the same film, but like maybe done in a, with a different touch, but I kind of, I've always been interested in kind of, um, you know, films that are socially and politically charged and feel quite urgent and pressing and of the time. So I'm exploring some ideas, you know, I'm enjoying the festival run. I'm enjoying the cans and hopefully somewhere, some place in, you know, maybe I'll be in LA soon or I don't know, enjoying it there. But um, I'm kind of really feeling energized to get back into, get back writing again and, and, you know, explore some of the characters in my head. Well, you definitely have a long, successful future ahead of you in film and filmmaking. And ladies and gentlemen, Killing Boris Johnson is not a propaganda film. It is a film of human emotion that every single one of us can relate to. It's a powerful film. Again, it's very emotional from many points of view. And in the wake of the notorious Partygate scandal in the UK, the character Kaz decides that then Prime Minister Boris Johnson should be held accountable, coming up with a plan to kill him because he lost his mother to suicide and because she was left alone during the strict UK COVID lockdowns. Now, the 24-minute film is a thought-provoking cinematic piece of art that explores grief, anger, and accountability. Now, we want to thank you, Musa uh, Alderson-Clark, for sharing your incredible film, Killing Boris Johnson, with us today. And we want to thank the National Film and Television School in the UK as well, uh, Musa, you have, uh, I want to thank you again for just coming onto the show and sharing this powerful film. No, thanks for having me. It's been, it's been really nice to talk to you. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for watching the Ward Bond show. And you can also watch the replay on our, on this TV interview with Musa Alderson Clark and the powerful film Killing Boris Johnson on our YouTube channel on Bond on Cinema. So I want to thank you for watching and I'll see you next time.